What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cousin Cecil Show. I'm your host, Mike Fowler, a.k.a. Cousin Cecil. How are you doing this week? Hopefully you got some barbecue, some barbecue and going. Thinking about uh, Memorial Day. That was the, uh, you know, people we lost in, the, in our military and stuff. Hopefully you put a burger or a hot dog on for you. Have Just have a... Enjoy the four-day weekend, but obviously just remember. But yeah, uh, not too much over here for me. Uh, I did notice one thing. I should have, if you, uh, I actually don't mind doing 30-minute fucking podcast, but last week I could have done a little bit more but uh, for just more of nerd entertainment stuff. But uh, more, we'll get into it now because of, uh, I didn't know that. I have, I've been getting free books from Scout Comics through my emails. So I'll be, um, there'll be a little, I'm going to, I was, I want to say it's sponsored, but it's obviously I'm not getting paid for it, but I'm being fortunate enough to obviously I've got to receive uh, three comic books that are one of them is a number one so at least i can at least say that i'll pick that up and then the other ones out come out this wednesday so i'm going to do uh i'm going to do my best to do a non-spoiler review i'm probably going to treat the scout reviews in a five point system like a you know well you know with halves so 10 points so one out of one out of five with halves just because also in particular, uh, the f- two of them are like issue twos and issue threes. So I have no knowledge of previous books, but I will just be honest, tell you how I see them. And also, I've heard I've heard some of the of the things. So we'll get into that later. But yeah, we'll uh, what I've been doing for gaming. Uh, not too much besides debating on <laughs> what to do with gaming, of what to play. I mean, I. Uh, we're we're walking into this is the last and final week of Fortnite season six, and it's been all right. It's been kind of a flash in the pan because like the first week, I remember it being heavy thinking about oh should we use the the hunter fucking cur- uh, drape or something and like start uh, hunting animals and stuff. Now they just seem like they're just in the map, but they don't even feel there. At the same time, that's how crazy that that mindset goes. Um, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to buy the season pass for it. There are rumors that it was aliens, but also at the same time, season six had rumors that it was going to be heavy DC, and look where that went. We only had um, Raven, part of the season pass, Beast Boy, and the, the zero point things happening, but also it's like very difficult to figure out how to buy it or not buy it. But like, you know, it's just a, a, a very, very small thing because the the challenges of this week have been really more heavy towards the alien idea. But, you know, things could happen. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, I'm tr- debating on like pushing i gotta push through some of my backlog real bad now we're in that spot of like time to shit or get off the pot do i just play them or do i actually just sell them for newer games that i have more interest in because uh mass effect is calling me i've never played a mass effect it, well you've i've heard that i did my whole spiel but i have not technically finished a mass effect uh but ration clank's coming so we're, we're in that wire maybe hopefully this week after couple days maybe i'll get out of this rut and then uh we'll push back into gaming we'll see but but yeah i'll i'll do those say this thank you for comic books because that's been helping me a lot of like just game keeping my mind busy but yeah uh so yeah we'll stop stalling a little bit and we'll get into it um what happened this week with um interesting stuff because it was if you want some gaming news, we've been getting some gaming news lately. Uh, we'll start off with the, well, the rumor that is leaning towards true. Because, of course, please remember, I write this shit, like, middle of the day, the week. Like, 
So Monday it was a rumor, and then maybe by Friday it's like true. So bear with me. Square Enix is working on a new action-focused Final Fantasy title with Team Ninja called Final Fantasy Origin. This title is exclusive to PS5 and is coming to PC later. An alpha demo is coming this summer, and this uh, new Final Fantasy game is apparently similar to Neo or like Dark Souls or Demon Souls, but more accessible and is connected to the very first Final Fantasy game on the NES. Uh, the reveal will be around E3, so we're talking about probably in a week and a half. But uh, I think it matters. Team Ninja has been doing great with Neo. I uh, Neo is definitely it has like the next feeling after Demon Souls because I really want to get back into Demon Souls. That's a whole other conversation too. But I like Neo is the next one I would want to play. But I've heard diff- it's I heard it's fucking hard. So. I'm not saying, but the idea of a more accessible game, maybe, maybe there'll be Phoenix Downs. Maybe that's what it is. Instead of you die, you can have a Phoenix down on you. But, uh, the idea of, you know, getting other IPs into the Souls game, it's not bad for business. So, hey, it's cool. It's not like we're going to, like, there was no way we're going to ever see a Final Fantasy 1 remake so this is probably the best you get what you get don't throw a fit idea but yeah i'm looking forward to it let's see let's see how it goes in e3 we're getting into e3 it's it's getting here close uh virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown has been revealed it's coming june 1st to ps4 and it's also part of the ps plus uh free games and then now on the top of my head, while I'm trying to do this mid-recording, I know that uh, we get Operation Tango for PS5, and then Virtual Fighter, and there's one more game that is free, but also let's just focus on Virtual Fighter 5, where it's obviously a, it's an exclusive to PlayStation, so this might be part of the 25 uh, exclusives that we were talking about last time. Updated visuals using the Dragon Engine, which uh, Dragon Engine is the Yakuza engine. Uh, developed by devs from Sega, AM2, and RGG Studios. New BGM for, for every stage. New UI, new opening cinematic, new online features, spectator mode, tournaments, lobby system, and more. So, uh, Virtual Fighter 5, of course, is um, an older game. So, the idea of this could be just more of a deal. Who knows? Uh I mean, there ain't no wrong with fighting games. I know that they were running that free final round. So, I mean, we'll see how this goes. I'm going to, I'll download and try it out. I haven't played a virtual fighter in, whoo, years. But looking forward to it. Can't, can't uh, hurt being new or, and free. So, yeah. And then also for uh, more interesting news with Sony, we got three. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Kind of. Uh, one is uh, there's been a leak of information from inside Sony headquarters, and it showed that Uncharted 4 is or may be going to PC for a port, just like Days Gone did, and uh, just like Horizon did previous. Uncharted 4, I mean, that would be a... That's pretty. How about where that would be a pretty probably the best one to show. Not even because of like it's just the idea that it has a story that you can. They talk about the past, which might get you to go buy a PlayStation, and of course it has the ending with the little hook at the end of like what could be from the future. Uh, I think we actually, you know, um, this is me, since I actually finished and beat Uncharted Four during the the span of the cousin Cecil show. Um, do, do I think we should have our PS4 or PlayStation games come to PC? Uh, I would say yes, but in the same style that they were doing right now, you can't, I'd say give them the scraps in the sense of like, it's a very old game, but also at the same time, it's 
there's a there's a line and but also uh, i'm on the side of the line that says whatever i'm buying it on playstation first it doesn't matter and i don't think uh like i don't see them doing themselves there might be mods out there that might improve the graphics but like the I don't see it as a big concern of like, oh, we're getting the, the smaller end version of it. Shut up. It's not bad. You have, especially for the games that they're selecting are few and far between. Days Gone is maybe the one that's closest to release compared to the others. But also, I don't care what anybody says. You guys did not like Days Gone. I didn't like Days Gone. I platinumed it. But the idea of when I say I don't like it, it was okay. Everyone since it was announced it was coming to PC, act like it was like a crown jewel of PlayStation. It was okay. I'm not saying they didn't have fundamentals that maybe they could have improved on uh, quote-unquote Days Gone 2. But it wasn't that good. So it is what it is. And I just, you know, I'm just more saying that out there. All right, and then the next part was uh, Jim Ryan was kind of basically stated that they are very heavy looking into uh, IPs that could go into the mobile genre. So that's or eh, it's not for me, but obviously it's the idea what they're trying to do. They're trying to be the heavy hand. They're trying to have 50% of uh, the consumer percentage of this, this generation. So that's some big shoes to fill. So, of course, that involves probably putting some percentages into different platforms. But it's, I don't know, they're, they're just more into the, just saying that they're looking into it. There's no, like, real finalized paperwork that says, yep, we got something going right now. They're just looking into it. And then the ugly is, uh, apparently, Take-Two had to put through their uh, people for Borderlands 3 to state that there is cross-play coming, but not for PlayStation. And I don't know if they're also trying to do the ploy like Epic did, but they're just, long story short, they just don't want to pay PlayStation for the the fees of cross-play like Epic is doing. I mean, when you're the top... It's hard to say. I don't like saying that when you're the top dog, but... Just when you're the the majority of the systems, the majority of the the fan base, because there has to be paperwork, there has to be percentage to show this. I mean, it is what it is. It's hard. It does. It sucks. It does suck. But also, maybe you just need better friends that pick the right system. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. No, uh, it is bad. I mean, I don't think it's a bad look. It's, I don't even know what the word is. It's, everyone's, I, Sony is that, but they, it's like the fee was there and that's just how it is. You know, the majority person, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like I said, you maybe just got cut ties to these people that choose the wrong system. Maybe they weren't your friends in the first place. I'm just, that's just how I want to end it right there on that one. Uh, but this week we had some beautiful, when I say beautiful, we had some amazing uh, streams The reveal some of the games that were coming out in our future. And we'll start off with the, the probably the, honestly, let's take a step back. The one that came out with the, with me, the lowest expectations, but did better than I expected. The Sonic 30th anniversary stream where uh, it just more revealed Sonic is being celebrated. They have um, another origin pack coming out sooner than later that will have Sonic 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, and Sonic CD in one collection. Uh, They have merch, which I am... Just I I say it jokingly, but if I I don't even know the price. They have um, from King Ice uh, Sonic chains with uh, Sonic Knuckles, Tails, and Shadow as different options for the necklaces. And the Knuckles and the I think Tails for me number one and Knuckles is second. 
is they they call me. I ain't never gonna buy it, but no, it just they look kind of cool. I like also that um back to some of the more things to celebrate it. Uh, like Two Point Hospital is gonna have Sonic uh, costumes so you can wear in the hospital. Sonic is coming to the actual the the legit Olympic game, and if you want to see something really funny, go watch that trailer with the Sonic Olympic, not Sonic Olympics, sorry. The like I don't want to say it's the wrong. I think it's the 2021 Olympic Games. Um, go watch it because there is a there's some brief shots, maybe when they're not so close to it. But when when you see Sonic, because it it's not Sonic like the character Sonic, it's like a man in the mascot suit Sonic. And there's part, and he's doing like the the uh, marathon race on a track, and they do like a more zoomed out shot. It looks like a real shot of like some like a of a track meet and the guy beating them in the mascot suit. It was really funny for me. I don't know why. They also have, uh, uh, they've been having a couple toy sets. Like the one, the one that they highlighted was from a Sonic Two battle. Uh, there's Dark Horse anthology of, um, I thought it was comic books, but it's from Dark Horse, and I don't know if it's like a speed encyclopedia or some shit. It looked cool. And the two, the two big things was, um, I'll go off with the first, the, the last thing. They just teased that. The Sonic, there's going to be a new Sonic game in 2022. Literally nothing besides uh, showing. People are seeing that they look like this might be another remodel for Sonic for the games. And, uh, but yeah, it just, it's a 2022 and it had a weird logo. But the other thing that kind of highlighted is they highlighted that uh, Sonic Colors is going to have a remaster. And I granted, this is probably sonic fans trying to promote it in a way like to show that nintendo is bad but like sonic colors remastered is going to be uh like 40 bucks coming to all of it it's gonna be in hd because sonic colors apparently was a wii title um i mean it's i think it's a good i think it's a great price for a sonic game but them trying to throw shade because nintendo makes you pay 60 bucks for a Zelda game, or even a Mario three Mario games, please just just take a step back and realize what you're yelling at. You're trying to say that uh, Sonic Colors is at the same scale as a Nintendo Skyward. Even even the even the like the the bastard child that is Skyward Swords that fans don't like. You know what I mean? You're still trying to say that's more. Now there are some other shit that they do, like with the amiibo thing with like a there's like a $25 amiibo so you can have uh I don't want to say saves but like uh you can be able to do a quick loading like go to different towns faster because of an amiibo that's some shady shit but please take a step back on the idea that you saying Sonic games are worth $60 compared to a Zelda game I digress but uh and then also they saw that there's a there's these two things coming out. There's going to be a Sonic Colors uh, Colors of the Wisp like cartoon and then another one called Sonic Prime. I'm not 100% sure about that, but they're all there's two shows coming out. It, you know, it's cool to see Sonic in different media, which of course uh this week Sonic the Hedgehog 2's movie is done in the done filming now they're in post production. So blah blah blah. Uh and then next was, uh, we'll do the more two shorter ones in my eyes. Uh, Dying Light 2 had a, a reveal of the, and they did kind of what I assume. They're doing a, they did a trailer that showed like the cause and effect of if you chose both sides. Of, like there a lot of more decision making that affects the world is in Dying Light 2. They came out of this limbo that they said, oh, we're, we're going to go take a step back and work on this, and we'll be back whenever we can. They came out. They said uh, this, and they also put a date. They said uh, December 7th. Um, Dying Light 2 comes out December 7th. They have a gorgeous collector's edition with uh, a statue that actually has like a little UV, like black light top, you know, street light. It's really cool. 
part of the part of the lore and part of the sh- uh, thing from the first game. Uh, yeah, December seventh. I mean, can't wait. I'm glad. Hopefully, that's that's a judging by them being silent for so long. I think this is going to be a definitely a a planted date. So hey, I can't wait for December seventh. And then next was uh, Far Cry six. We finally got the Far Cry six uh, reveal, and that got a release date that comes out uh, October seventh, two months earlier. Uh, it looks good. I do like the idea. I do like the they put a little bit more fun into the some of the some of the weapons because there's like a weapon that was like uh, holds a bunch of CDs that are play the Macarena and they shoot it. It looks really cool. I um I will die for that that wiener dog in the wheelchair chorizo. I will you know I'll I'll if he dies I'm gonna kill the whole island. I'll say that I. I don't give a fuck about the, the the crocodile friend. If that if that dog dies, I'm killing the whole island. But um, it looks good. Uh, some people said it looked kind of kind of eh. Uh, the only thing I could think of is maybe they they at least didn't give us some bullshit because like the first trailer was a definitely um, non game trailer. It looked looked great. This one is definitely a all that whole the whole presentation was definitely looked like it was in engine and all that stuff. So that's you take that with a take it what it is. I think it looks good. I'm not 100% sure of any of the specs been revealed like is it 60 frames? Is it is it this? Is it that? But I I'm, I'm just here to say it looks good. And I'm, it gets me excited. I like the I liked Far Cry 5. I liked Far Cry 3, of course. I didn't play 4 that much. But 6 Six looks good. I also like the I like the aesthetic. I like the island Cuban aesthetic. And then also I think it's also because uh, I've been I got to read the first issue of Far Cry Rite of Passage through Dark Horse Comics. Not like I got to. I bought it. I um and it is uh it's it's a story that in issue one it's um uh, the 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 bad guy from Far Cry Six is talking to his son. And talking about the tales of like previous Far Cry bosses, like issue one talks about Voss. So it's like the idea of like it's like another bit of learning lore about uh, I want to say his name is Castillo and his son Diego. I think this is I think that is really cool marketing that they put this book out because next issue, next this coming up month and this month of June is going to be about the Far Cry 4 boss. And all that stuff, and kind of sees that this guy knows about their mistakes and seeing how he's going to be better. But we'll see, we'll see. And then also, I guess the crown jewel in my eyes, um, we got Horizon Forbidden West uh, gameplay in a state of play, which I wanted to say fuck you, PlayStation, because I think it's ridiculous that they had a a wait station of like watching on YouTube for five hours of trail cams of just random spots of for of horizon, like a lot. Like, I don't know. I just didn't understand. I'm like, Oh my God, why do you have to have it on this long? Cause I thought, I thought it was going to be on at the same time as Sonic. And I was like, Oh great. Now there's two things to watch or like replay. Like I'm going to, no, you just have it running for five hours for no reason, and then to hype, then have a wait, a, a waiting screen for five hours for only thirty to fifteen, fifteen to thirty minutes of stuff. I'm like, come on, like quit putting, get your head out of your ass about your about being arrogant, in my eyes. But I digress. Then the actual time came up, um, and it is. It's breathtaking. It's crazy looking. Uh, even if the idea that this is going to be a um, cross-gen game, PS4 and PS5, the only thing I could think of is that is definitely what people expect or what I expect from, hey, um, game studio, you made a great game, and then how about we uh, improve this engine? You do not have to leave this engine. You don't even have to leave the engine enough so that you had to go to a different system because of how 
PlayStation sets up their systems. So it definitely just shows Decimo's engine is definitely a could. I, I mean, again, this is for a limited shot of gameplay of one section. In my eyes, it looks like it could definitely be a contender for like if Death Stranding 2 comes out. I know I use this dumb idea. I, I'm more saying I am I have confidence in the engine. It looks great. It also uh, will even just break it down. So the, the gameplay starts with um, Aloy, who does now looks like like an actual human. There's a little debate on, I, I again, I'm looking at still frames on Twitter. So there's people that are literally out there that they do intentional reworks on images. So I don't want to say it like, oh, I saw it like this. But there are some weird spots that they improved her so much that sometimes her jawline looked different from the first game, which is probably from growth and all that stuff. So I'm not saying like that, but she looks, she looks human. There are sp- there are shots that you see like the little peach fuzz of a human skin hair on the, her cheek. It's really, uh, what is that called? It's so like not that 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 imaging of like when um, a computer looks too real. But so it all opens up that she's helping this guy, and he explains the whole like plot of the quest. Oh, they got uh. Got your buddy with the mustache from the first game, and there you gotta go help him. And she's in San Francisco, and I didn't know this at the the moment of watching, but someone took a picture, showed a picture of like this side 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 winding sidewalk of San Francisco, and that's where she was. And like it just it looks the foliage the foliage of. The world looks great. looks nice, thick, and rich. Uh, this whole idea, like, when she gets to the beach, it looks great. And also, her, it, it just looks so improved. And then also, they showed, they revealed, like, there's going to be uh, robot velociraptors. Um, something different that they've shown. Uh, technically, the robot elephant at the end. Not trying to spoil it, but hey, it's, that was part of the fight. That was the main fight. Uh, um, everybody has an improvement of their their uh, their design, and then they have they show that there's more and there's even more uh, weapon attachments. One of them was like a like I'm gonna call it a sticky bomb, but obviously it's like a, a a sticky bomb catapult thing that you shoot and it makes the people get stuck and slow down for the. Uh, monsters she also now has like a grappling hook kind of like a like a batman bat, bat line hook and then also has a um, a glider which people are saying more like breath of the wild but yes like that idea she has a glider and then also now there's going to be uh more i don't want to say quick time but there's also like a a special move with her staff that makes her actually like it goes into like a small cut scene of her charging and hit the ground. Uh, but yeah, there's more arrowheads this time around and it looks great. And also the, they also showed the first part of the gameplay of swimming underwater and whoa, it, it, it just looks great. I think they have a great system in mind of what I saw this little bit. So you go underwater and then also they made the, the little pager, like the echo of the ground so you can see everything. It shows you where everything that's climbable is. And it just looks like they've opened up. Like that goes into accessibility in my eyes. So it looks like they improve accessibility coming down this pipe. But the one part that sucked about the trailer was that we did not get no release date. And people are still saying, or the groups, um, PlayStation still saying that it is set for this year. We just didn't put a date out because of just XYZ, but the production of Horizon Forbidden West has been still on all the the notes and plans that they've had, you know, their timeline. So maybe they're just being coy. Uh, we, of course, like I said, this was this week and we got two week, well, week and a half into E3. 
Doesn't mean they can't do a thing at the end of June or go into July. But yes, that is one Achilles heel of that presentation of the actual presentation part. It, they did not, they did not give us a date. Maybe it goes into, maybe it's also, like I said, bear with me how I'm going to say it. It's probably just business shit. They probably didn't want to talk about dates while we have Ratchet and Clank coming out on the 11th. But, but again, it was a great show and it looks amazing. Well, this is just some quick fire nerd news for in the movie section. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith returns as Terry Silver for season four of Cobra Kai. And then also for the Last of Us show, uh, the voice actor for Maurice, which is uh, Meryl Dangridge, she will reprise her role as Marlene in Last of Us uh, series for on HBO. And, you know, hey, that's cool. And then also more of, um, there was one other thing I was looking for that uh, caught my eye was... uh, they also they did do uh, revealed all of the car- uh, actors and actresses for um, the Netflix Sandman. And it, it looks good. It looks uh, all right. And then, uh, oh yeah, Jackass Four is going to be Giant Axel's last Jackass. And the uh, he said you can only uh, get so many lucky shots. A time before something bad happens, so we're an end of an era with that. And then also, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson is to play Spider-Man's villain Craven in a in Craven the Hunter in a solo movie. Yeah, I don't know about that. But let's get into oh yeah, um, forgot about that. We also got a trailer for the Marvel's Eternals. Still out for debate for that because I don't see, I don't know about it yet. I understand. I've watched some origin shit. I understand they're gods. But the funniest thing that came out of this is obviously the memes about uh, everybody else during uh, um, phase one through three. And and then the internals are just chilling. Whatever. But, but yeah. Let's get into my quick fire. Not quick fire. Uh, these reviews, sponsored <laughs> by Scout Comics. Uh, first up, we'll go into the more these the sequel books. When I say sequel, please forgive me the authors and work team on these. I'm just saying it in that idea of. Uh, uh, we'll go with first one I got to read was uh, "By the Horns," issue two, written by. Marquisan Nasso, and then art um, art by Jason Murr, M-U-H-R. And then we'll say the quick synopsis, and then I'll obviously explain more. Elodie and Sargent makes their way to the island home of Futin, the dark demon sorcerer of the western winds, to have a chat about unicorns. Their talk does not go well. That is being very modest of that that book uh but yes is a fantasy novel that i've well fantasy book and um just me as a that's again where this is going to be a pretty legit review in the sense of i'm coming in blind i've never read the first issue yet but i want to just say it's pretty well done i'm not saying that because i I have a fe- I have a real big problem thinking that reviewers' uh, opinions also falter because they get it for free. Idea, so I'm just more out to say it's pretty well done. Uh, this this uh, book this issue was definitely the fight scene of the the drama that happened in issue one. Assuming uh, I me I think the the character designs are great. I like the there's this like this part wolf, part deer animal. That's the that one of the names is uh, one second. 
I'm assuming um, Shajin is the the like I said the wolf deer mixture thing. Uh, but yeah, you get to it's a very simple, uh, not simple, but yeah, it's the fight issue. And then uh, the fight issue has a conclusion that obviously brings out the the more big bad trouble for future issues. But if I, I'm going to give By the Horns by Scout Comics, I'm going to give it a three out of five. I liked it. It was a pretty fun ride. I don't maybe the only biases is, is that the eye monster's name's Evelyn, and that's obviously my daughter's name, so I thought it was kind of fun just to have that name in there. When you see what Evelyn looks like, you're like, Mike, you're a fucked up person. Not saying that Mark part was the idea. Uh but yeah, it was a fun ride. I'm not into no, I'm gonna sound like a double standard down the road, but like the fantasy thing's alright. It's a hit and miss. This one does hit, but just I'm like, it's okay. But three out of five. Congratulations, guys and gals, if there are. And then uh, next is uh, Sam and his talking gun. Issue three. Written by Drew Ferguson and art by Lee Ferguson. Uh, we'll do the little quick synopsis on here again. Uh, Sam and the gun are free from the asylum and Colt knows that he's loose. Sam goes to enlist an old friend's help, but can he trust him? This old friend brings back some memories, memories of young Sam and Colt's first job together. It didn't go as planned, not by a long shot. So, again, this is one of those ones that are, I am coming in blind, but I do have a little bit more knowledge of Sam and his talking gun because of Watching preview show uh, episodes of like, you know, Counselor Bueller just talking about the new issues come out. He likes it and all that stuff. Uh, this issue is definitely because it, it's issue three. I think issue twos, you can definitely walk in on an issue two and kind of catch the catch what's going on. Three of this one is definitely. It was kind of, not like blind. I'm like. There's a lot of shit going on in this, and I have no idea what's going on in the sense of, but I can I caught on by the end. So uh, Sam has been, uh, this is issue three, so I think I can kind of be a little bit more lenient on what's the idea, what's going on. But it seems like Sam uh, was betrayed by this character named Colt, and Colt is a uh, like an adopted half like kind of brother because his grandfather brought him in because Sam and his grandfather killed um, Colt's family and obviously just brought him in because he was a little kid and they kind of raised him and uh, just there was some betrayal and Colt's the bad guy the only part of me that I do not know yet or because of being coming in blind. I don't know why the, the gun talks. But it's kind of cool. It's not like in this issue in particular. It's not like. A, it's not a big shock. It just kind of becomes another character for me to listen to. He talks to in like that mental story. Because he doesn't talk. The, the gun doesn't talk to everybody else. Uh, I think this is of course. I don't. I'm assuming. Sam and the Talking Guns, maybe five issues. This is definitely the, the, the peak of the story. Where it's like uh, issue four and five will be the resolution of the story. So, again, with that in mind and what I read, it is pretty good as well. <laughs> and, again, I'm not saying that I... Again, I'm not saying to be biased because of, you know, the situation, how I got them. Uh, I'm not saying that I, it was a really, it was a pretty fun read. And also there's a, maybe it's because it has the, it, that's how it works. The issue story of the more past stuff that you ta- learn is pretty fulfilling. So the idea of it, of me giving it, a, I'm going to give this one a three and a half out of five. Only because 
this is again this is a review of a person going in blind without reading two and one but it was still enjoyable i like it a lot so congratulations to the team and all that stuff and um we'll get into the third one which is oh and excuse me by the horns and sam with a talking gun come out this wednesday so this will come out on the on actual june 2nd these two issues the next mo- the next one is uh that ke- this comes out this came out a couple weeks ago but i didn't notice i'm i'm more dumb i didn't read my emails that i got to but i got to read um red shift through scout comics again uh writer is hs talk and art is brent david mckee and then uh it looks like colorist is amantse uh now lupin and then here's the synopsis this is issue one so this probably gonna get a out spoiler this might get a bigger score just because it's obviously the beginning and don't take that offense with the other two while humanity grapples to survive on mars the ministry of exploration pins mankind's last hope of resurgence on an astronaut who's scared of space in his space aussie brew of of total recall and interstellar Helener and his team of explorers hunt for a new home while civil war threatens to obliterate the last bastion of human life. Now that synopsis is clearly showing more of the future. What holds of this uh, series. I do want to say though, red shift issue one is, um, is it's up my alley of how space sci-fi of the idea of, because there, that's let me take a step back. This is the the style of art for this. The cover is basically a guy, of course, in his astronaut helmet, but he's wearing like flannel. He's wearing overall like has like a like a overall survival strap of overall like suspenders with like a utility belt and just some red cargo pants and like like metal boots that probably give you gravity you know, wait for it to stay on the ground. He's holding a hatchet, of course, gloves, and then he's holding like a, looks like a space chicken. So understand what I'm trying to say. Like it is, it's the idea that I like it because it's a generation that has already lived on Mars. So it's not like the, it's not like old style uh, astronaut shit. It's the idea of like, it's, it's part of their life. Like this could be in, here, stick with me. This could be like the, uh, <laughs> the Gucci or Prada or like Walmart. That's a really big shift of what I'm trying to say. But like, like it's normal to have these suits. So like that's why you can have like, like probably like thermal fucking flannels to have to just to look normal out on the on the planet. But the first issue, uh, you get to meet uh, the protagonist, which is Helner or Hells. And um, he's a, I think he's a like more of a boy, like a teenage boy, maybe a middle like twenties. Um, but he gets selected to help do a mission that his mother was enlisted on years ago, but she she disappeared or died. But uh, there is definitely, uh, I like it because I like the. I like the style of sci-fi, like even like the rovers on Mars, they look kind of like a, like classic, I don't want to say fifties, but like that classic space age thoughts, like a, I don't want to say Buck Rogers, but you know what I'm saying? And then like, uh, the kids in their rooms, they have like the misfit posters. They look like they have a world industry, po- uh, stickers and all that stuff. But, and then, um, they're, they're miners. Oh, wow. That's too, like there, there's like a mining field of ice. Like they're obviously, um, collecting water and shit. 
but um but yeah the main thing is that the helner is selected to do this mission that his uh mother has done in past and it looks like just more doing a quick review um because this is how i how i do it it looks like they obviously he he said yes and he's got to do training for uh the mission and some conflicts happen and then then it's over an issue two issue one uh for a long long and short of it i am going to give redshift a four out of five I like it. I think it's a really, it's a very strong start. It's a very strong to see where the story goes. If you like sci-fi and like space, I actually would recommend Redshift on, uh, from Scout Comics. Just more congratulations to the team. And of course, uh, thank you Scout for the opportunity. And then of course I, um, will have the links for all three books in the, the, in the show. But yes, I would, I'd check them all out. If you like fantasy, uh, by the horns, if you like a, a crime mob style conflict, Sam, the talking gun is really good. Uh, and then this, in this, uh, more space odyssey, like you said, with interstellar and, uh, other, the other one combined Redshift is pretty, looks like it's going to be, it has a really strong start, but congrats in the end. But yeah, that's the that's the show. And then uh for this week for Hot Picks music, um DMX uh letters to my son. Uh I, know I am big enough to say I bald when I re- listen to it. Maybe it's the retrospective, the hindsight twenty twenty. But yeah. It's off the apparently I didn't even know that there was gonna be a new album, but yeah, off of Exodus. But yeah, and then TV, this is more of a cheap, cheap pick. Uh, Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Uh, tonight of recording, so yes, last night was the season finale. So you can go watch the whole season. So you don't have to wait for the this whodunit genre of show. Uh, but it's, it was a fun ride. I didn't know it was going to be this quote-unquote short. I thought it was going to be like a legit HBO uh 10 episode run but it's only uh seven so yeah and then uh for comics we'll start off with dc uh crush and lobo number one which is definitely it's part of the the pride month so happy pride month for picks or that and then also let me double check the d oh yeah i also want to get uh the batman animated series the adventure continues Issue one, so this is like season two, but this is issue one. It has a uh, a cover, two covers that look the same, except one's uh, has the, obviously the t- title of the book. The other one's the Virgin cover, but it has a different stance, and it has Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Batgirl, and it looks really awesome. I really like that one. And then for um, then we we'll go into Boom. Boom has this uh, new book called uh, Basilix Issue 1 that looks really interesting. Uh, for the image, it looks like uh, there's a lot of like just the Noctera 4 comes out, a bunch of reprints. Uh, for Issue 0 is North Force with uh, image beloved uh, Savage Dragon. And then for Marvel... It looks like it's again another. Uh, there's a there's a lot of variants for the Hellions issue that's coming out this week. Um, a lot of Heroes Reborn one shots that seem interesting, like one called American Knights. And then uh, for after that, for more indie comics, there is um, also for Dark Horse. Uh, there's going to be an Apex Legend comic coming out, and then. Uh, the one I wanted to more look at is uh, there's like a Betty Page issue one coming out. And then there's also from Aftershock out of body issue one. And I think I'm just leaving it like that. There you go. Uh, I mean, of course, there's plenty of there's 
I've learned there are comics coming out every Wednesday you don't even know are coming out. They're coming out the wazoo. It's a good time to be a comic reader. But I digress. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to the show. Please follow me on at MikeFollowing93. Uh, share the show with a friend. Tell them, tell them, hey, I got something cool. And also, even if the idea of I'm just show them the Wednesday shows, you know, if they want comics, I got them. I got comic notes, news and shit out the wazoo for. And then this Wednesday, there will be a new episode. I'm giving a, a person a chance to reply. If not, it's going to be something I think really cool. It's going to be a one. It's going to be a one offshoot thing. Maybe it might be multiple offshoots if. I get in these weird ruts that there's no one uh, wanting to talk to again. But I think it's really cool. One of them is going to be either, like I said, it's either going to be uh, talking to um, a creator or we are going to be talking about something that hasn't happened or been recognized since the last one back in 1999. There's a little sport. There's a little teaser right there. Again, at MikeFather93. For all all things, also does don't be shy. You can send a question, send a, anything. I'll look it up. I'll get my thoughts and all that stuff. Uh, thank you for guys for listening, and I'll like we say every week. You guys be good to each other, and I'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.